Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Human Blueprint. I'm Angelo and I have Herman here with me today. Herman, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. And you? I'm doing good. I'm excited for the topic, but before we get into it, I just want to mention that, you know, if you're enjoying the episodes or if you have any comments or things of that nature, we would love to hear from you. So if you're on YouTube, leave comments below, like, subscribe. If you are on any of the other podcast uh, apps, then leave a review. You know, we want to hear from you. That's what makes the show exciting. And yeah, so I think we're ready to go into today's topic. Are, are you ready, Herman? We're always ready. Awesome. So have you guys ever heard of, you know, sayings growing up or things that, you know, you hear common across different people in your life, whether they be parents or guardians or, you know, siblings or things of that nature? Because I know for me, you hear some of these sayings and it's like, you're so familiar with them. And I think that could be a little bit dangerous growing up because if we're fed some things that maybe they aren't truth, well, we believe them to be true. And then we shape our reality around them. And so, you know, when I met Herman, a lot of those beliefs or a lot of those things were shattered and I was showed the truth. And so we want to share a little bit of that truth with you today. And so I have written down a few of those common life sayings and we want to go through them. So we'll so start, we'll start with the first one. So the first one is good things come to those who wait. So let's break this down then, Angelo. Let's say you're at the bus stop and you missed it by one minute and you know the next bus wasn't until the one hour. Would you consider that be good things to come to those who wait? But then you're in a snowstorm and then the bus got canceled and you didn't know and you just keep waiting and waiting and waiting. Is that, is that good? If you're freezing, if you're frozen, if you're cold. No, that's not a pleasant not. feeling. So that's why we have to think about it as context. So when people say good things come to those who wait, what are you waiting for? What's the context of what you're waiting for? If you're waiting for like, let's say you just show up to something and you just wait that, you know, you're going to find a purpose. So you just wait that, you know, you're just going to find the most dream job and you just wait, wait, wait. It doesn't work like that. You have to be consistent. You have to be diligent. You have to be persistent to continue to add skills around your talent to make sure that you have the right mindset so that when you have the right mindset, you continue to grow, grow, grow. But the problem is when you just like how you said, good things come to those who wait, it's almost like an excuse to not do anything. Mm -hmm. And then once it becomes an excuse not to do anything, it becomes their new mantra oh, if I keep waiting, something good will happen to me because so-and-so happened to them. But what you don't realize is we can't compare these apples to somebody else's oranges, these apples to somebody else's grapefruit, right? Everybody's different. And so that's why we have to say, you know, think about the context that you're in, understand the context that you're sharing that so-called verse or saying with, because it's different for every single person. Some people, what they don't realize is if you don't push, and if you don't go out and make a difference, and if you don't go out and actually get better every day, then you'll be waiting forever. So many people we see on the street are waiting. They're never happy. They're sad. They're dark in their face because they're waiting and waiting and waiting for some sign or waiting for some 
grand gesture or for something to just magically show up to make their life like a perfect win. And it doesn't work that way. You have to grind every single day. You have to be disciplined. You have to make sure that you take the chance, those risks that you need to take when you make those calculated decisions, work everything out to make sure that all the choices you're making now brings you that much closer to the results that you desire. But if you just want to just sit there and just say, you know what, I'm just going to wait because good things happen to those who wait. It doesn't always work that way. Always look at the context. Always look at the situation to see, you know what, I have to apply a much better formula. I have to apply a much better set of follow through. Otherwise, you're just going to be sitting there with your hands empty. And what are you going to do? Right. Nothing good is going to just fall into them. No. You have to go and get it. Correct. So I remember when I was in exploring some business back when I was in high school, I felt like I used that as an excuse to not take action mm-hmm. because, you know, it's almost like an excuse that I could do it tomorrow. When you think like good things will come to those who wait. Yes. So that's why I've heard that one growing up. And to me, it felt like an excuse, but I still applied it into my life. Of course. So where do you draw the line then between waiting and being patient for, you know, something, you know, if if you're exploring something or if you are, you know, determined to accomplish a goal, where do you draw the line between being patient and waiting? So here's the thing, Angelo, a lot of people, they want to basically test something once with the least amount of effort, but expect to get the result like that. Would you say that that's patience? Would you say that that was smart? Would you say that that's consistent effort? No, that was just hoping and praying and just hoping that something good for comes your way with no effort. Correct. But you see, when you want to so-called wait with patience, you have to make sure that you put your best effort every day for at least like X amount of time, depending on the business, depending on the the risk that you're taking, depending on the venture you want to go into. But you have to make sure you put X amount of time in your formula. So let's call that X. Put that into your formula where the effort is never questioned. That Every single day you always show up. Every single day you give your best. Every single day you learn something about it. Because a lot of people, when they go into business or they go into relationships, they don't understand the business they're going into. They don't understand the market. They don't understand the sector. They don't understand how the income is going to come in, how the outcome is going to go out. They don't understand the full scope, but yet they say they, they use the T word, right? They tried this. They tried that. They tried this, mm-hmm. right? The excuse again, right? Excuse mm-hmm. compounds, compounds, compounds. And what they don't realize, Angelo, is like how you said, once you create that excuse, you buy your own excuses. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you start buying your own excuses, you become the worst salesperson because you bought from someone who was broke up here, poor in here. So you keep buying from something like that. But when someone actually has something of value to share with you, you shut down because you had maybe one bad experience or because this was robbing you because you're so closed up or this is robbing you because you had a bad feeling but you don't even understand your own feelings. So anything could be a bad feeling. And so that's why we have to be very careful to understand. If you're going to put consistent effort for like at least 30, 60, 90 days, depending on the business you're going into, 
or the relationship you're cultivating or whatever it is that you're venturing into, you have to make sure that the effort is never questioned, that you know that you showed up every moment. You know that you gave everything you had, every single breath. You know that you never slacked off for a second. And once you put yourself out and then let's say it's not for you, that's okay too. But you cannot have where you lose your enthusiasm every single time that there's a failure, every single time there's a block, every single time it doesn't come as easy as you expected or it's not as sweet as you want it. Because remember, one of the ways people define success is to go from one failure to the next without the loss of enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. The problem is everybody fails once in today's world and they become so sensitive and so they no longer want to feel that because they think it's painful or hurt. I don't want to feel that. And so what happens? They get comfortable with the excuse, the excuse, the excuse. And then they start to use all the excuses. It just comes natural. They're the worst salesperson. Right. So overall, when we look at this saying, good things come to those who wait, would you overall give it a true or a false? It depends on the context. So there's always context to it then? Always context. You can never just say a statement without context. That's why we have arguments. That's why when people just get up and want to say things as a politician or whatever they want to say as a leader and just spurge whatever they want from their mouth and all of a sudden people buy this or buy that. But if they don't see the context, they cannot see what's in between the hidden lines or the words, right? So someone right. can say, we're going to change this. And, you've, and they impose and project to you that they're going to make a positive change. That's what you believed it to be based on the body language, based on the projection, based on how they took certain manipulation courses. And then what you don't realize is when someone's in office, what happens? You realize the rug was pulled under from you and you got change, but not the change that you were banking on. Yes. Right? Exactly. And I've seen this a lot actually in like relationships, not even relationships, but just people overall, because if there's ever conflict, you always want to hear both sides of the story because you can literally take something that somebody said and completely turn it to sound like something else because Correct. you didn't give the context because you wanted so-and-so to believe your story and not the other person's. And see, the problem is the reason why lawyers are paid so much because they know most humans are not fair. They would never allow someone the advantage over them because of their ego, because of their small mindedness, because of their pettiness. And so that's why the lawyers make so much money because when you're petty and you're small minded and you argue, 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 and you're in a settlement, who makes all the money off of all the time you just wasted? The lawyer. Ah, but if you were fair and genuine and said, you know what? No, this is how I perceived it. You hear how the other person perceived it. Then you say, well, when this happened, this is how I felt. This is why I made this decision. This is why I made this decision based off of how I was feeling or what I thought. Go from there. But if you were unjust and unfair, all you would say was, I did this because you did that. And start pointing and blaming, pointing and blaming and no longer taking responsibility. And once you get to that stage, it's just excuse, 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 just to continue to sell your lie mm -hmm. that you told yourself, that you bought yourself. Correct. That's why context. Yes. Okay. So let's move to the second one. But before we do, have you ever heard good things come to those who wait? If you have, leave a comment below and let's talk about it. So the next one, Herman, is everything happens for a reason. 
Mm -hmm. So is that true? So let's give it some context. Do you believe that everything happens for a reason? So part of me does, but then the other part of me says, well, you also have to take initiative to make things happen in your life. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that everything happens for a reason, but I can also see how that can be taken out of context so that you just fall victim to anything and everything that happens in your life without ever taking control. So, so there's reason in, and I agree with you, and there's reason in that supports that both sides, but mm -hmm. let's break it down a little further. Yes, we need to. So there's so many things that happen in life that are unexplainable, that a lot of people have no answer for, that a lot of people cannot understand or comprehend, if you will. When we say how everything happens for a reason, don't think that everything you need to find a sign or you need to look up in the sky that a sign is going to show up or that every time you do something, you look for a sign in every little thing. Or when something happens to you, it's like, oh, poor me. Or then when it really happens to you, you create an excuse upon another excuse to justify how you feel. And so when everything happens for a reason, a lot of things happen that your eyes cannot see, that your heart does not feel, that your mind does not perceive or understand or comprehend. And the reason for that is because everything around us has given us clues. But when we're so busy in our materialistic, small-minded ways, or we're so busy in being upset or being unfair or unjust or looking for another excuse, less and less can we ever break out of that box. And then we become so boxed in. And so what happens is, yes, everything does happen for a reason, but not always the reasons that you think. So how can we be better at, you know, catching on to those clues or being able to understand and interpret the things that we don't see because we're caught up? See, the hardest thing for people to do is to let go. And what they do not want to let go of is their ego. And because they cannot let go of their ego, they will never learn to accept. That's the problem. So when people are going through things and they say that everything has a reason, they cannot let go of certain things because they cannot accept what happened to them. And so life is happening to them and it's no longer happening for them. And so that's why the excuses come out. And so that's why we have to really take ownership and responsibility and accountability. Otherwise, we put people in powerful positions that have no clue what they're doing. And then what happens when they're not accountable, they screw it up for a whole bunch of people. And a lot of the things that have been screwed up cannot be undone. So that's why when we say everything happens for a reason, we have to say, you know what? Yes, it does. But you know, let's give it some context. Why did this happen? Understand it in the most fair and just way. Everything has to understand that there's a balance. There's no necessarily that I'm always right, you're always wrong. It's more of like, let's see it for what the truth is. And that's the problem. So many people no longer see what the truth is because they think it's too ugly and they don't like ugly. And so they run and then they yeah. run further and then they run from everything and it becomes the new habit. And so many people I have seen in health, Angelo, all they do is become professional runners. 
yeah. and not the bit type, not the Olympic 100 meters, <laughs> 200 meters. No, we're talking the professional runners that run from everything forever. They're doing the 500,000 meter run where they've been running for their entire life from everything, right? Yeah. And that's what we don't want to be. We don't want to be blindlessly running and not knowing where the end goal is. We want to make sure we face every obstacle so when we face it, we can conquer that sooner would become better because of it so that the next time something like that happens, we ha are prepared with the experience to overcome it faster. Mm -hmm. I do know a lot of people that just run from things and don't want to address them. And I was one of those people. I remember before my first call with you, I was, and I tell everybody this that reaches out to get a call. I always tell them that, you know, I was, I was nervous, but I wasn't afraid of you. I was afraid of the fact that you could see me. And so I always tell everybody, whenever you meet Herman and get on the call, don't have that fear with you because the less of that you bring, the more that you're always able to receive. And sure. same thing in life, you know, if we want to have better results, then we can't run away. We have to address these things and not suppress them. Correct. And like how you said, with if everything happens for a reason, don't give it unjust reasons. What I mean by that is a lot of people come up with all these fairy tale ideas and the head gets lost in the clouds. Oh, this happened because of that. Or I saw this because of this. And then they give all these weird reasons that really don't have the reasoning as to what happened in front of you. And that's why it takes training to understand how energy works, how it is to be perceived understand how it interrelates and cross-relates into our life but a lot of people they they make things up and that's one thing i don't like and then when they make something up then they go and tell somebody else and they want other people to believe what they made up and it doesn't work that way that's not truth that's not honest mm -hmm. yeah so with this one we really have to focus on not making things up in our head to try to connect some dots that you don't know aren't even really yeah that aren't even there correct and i've seen that too many times and then that just creates more of the fallacy to create more of the excuses. Mm -hmm. So, so far, the first one and the second one both seem like they can be almost used to create excuses. Correct. Interesting. So let's go <laughs> to the third one then. Yes. So the third one that I have is don't put all of your eggs in one basket. So where I, where I see the conflict is, okay, I can see why you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket because you want to diversify. You want to protect yourself just in case something happens to one of the baskets, you're not left empty handed. But then on the flip side, I've also heard that, you know, if you want something in life, you have to like just dedicate everything to it, go all in. And so do you put all of your eggs in one basket or do you diversify? Again, I know there's context, but I would love to hear your okay. input. So here's the thing. People have become so materialistic. People have become so jaded. People in society has taught them to become very, very selfish to the point that when I grew up, people could leave their door unlocked, car door unlocked, like leave keys, phone, wherever it was nobody would worry that it would be stolen. Now, what happens if you do that? You can guarantee or almost expect that you're going to lose or 
Something's right? going to get taken. Right. And a lot of the times it's not that we want to believe that there's no good people. It's just people have fall under the spell that we call society. And so monkey see, monkey do. If they see someone else doing it and they feel that they can get away with it, then another one will do it. So there was a test and they took monkeys from one part of the hemisphere and they taught them one thing. And all of a sudden, the monkeys on the other side of the world were able to pick it up. And they were not taught the exact same thing. So my question to you, Angelo, is how did they pick that up? How did they know what the other monkeys on the other side of the world learned that all of a sudden they started to learn on the other side of the world? Like, where did that come from? Well, nothing physical. It would ah. have to come from energy or the overall consciousness of the monkeys that they were able to somehow, See? some way, pick it up. And that's the thing, that society, a lot of people don't realize when they see certain things, they become so impressionable, so easy, right? And when they become so impressionable, so easy, especially at a younger and younger age, they become almost like slaves to those impressions. They no longer can think for themselves, feel, feel for themselves, or do something for themselves, right? So they don't innovate or create. And that's a dangerous spell to be under. Now, when we talk about eggs, understand this. Now that we give a little context, we want you to understand this. When we say put all your, don't put all your eggs in one basket, that's more for a materialistic perception. Because mm -hmm. if you put all of your, let's say all of your money in an investment, and let's say that investment was highly speculative, okay? Mm -hmm. no, no conceivable idea of what it could possibly be like in terms of return as a value. So it's still speculative. So let's say you put 100K into that. You put all your eggs into it on a belief or the greatest chance that it could turn into something. Okay, you believed in it. That was your choice. You put all your eggs in one basket. But let's say now it was tied to the economy or it's tied to a certain market or it's tied to some, or the owner and the owner did something that was unjust, unethical. What happens to that speculation? Down. Goes down. High risk, but you put all your eggs into it. Now, human psychology says it always hurts more to lose something than to gain something. So what happens now when you work so hard to save up that 100K and then you trusted somebody and you gave it all and then all of a sudden you realize next day you wake up, it's not even worth the piece of paper that your value was printed on. How would that make you feel? Very, very bitter. Correct. Materialistically, that's why you want to put certain eggs in other, in other sectors and other markets and other ways to grow so that when you cover different markets, different sectors and other ways to grow, then it's like one market doesn't affect the other so that you're investing in different types of markets that have different growth curves. So then once they have different growth curves, it's like you, you invest where you see or identify that has the most amount of growth. Would you invest anything if you saw that it was like this for the past 20 years? No. Why? Because chances are you're gonna lose. You don't want to lose, right? Who wants exactly. to lose? But here's the thing. Sometimes people have to learn the hard way, Angelo. Yeah. Can everyone listen to this. Some people have to learn the hard way. 
I've seen some people walk into the casino. I am not lying. This is a true story. They had 100K cash in their hands. They just walk in. They say, I like this table, high rollers table. They drop everything on one roll, on one shake of the dice. Gone in 10 seconds, 100 grand. Mm-hmm. Walking out of the casino, you didn't realize this. they were doing this all day. Then you see the wife in the elevator and she's crying her eyes out. And I did, at the time, I didn't know that was the wife. And she was so upset, more upset than you've ever seen anybody. And she was so hurt because she said he leveraged everything. The house, the car, the children's trust fund, everything, college fund, everything. And they have literally nothing. They can't even afford a flight or a plane ticket to go home. So that's literally putting all your eggs in one basket, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the wrong basket. What growth when you speculate? You don't know the exact outcome of that role. You don't know the exact outcome of what your 100K is going to net you. So that's why you have to make sure you put it in the right basket that has the smart amount of growth. So when you see the right amount of growth and you understand how projections work, sectors work, markets work, then you're like, you know what? We can invest a little here. Once it reaches a certain cap point, which means to the amount that we feel that's comfortable, then we can invest more once it's proven itself to us, mm-hmm. right? But if we don't have that first amount, then we don't invest anymore. It has to show that, it, that the people have accepted that, believe that product or service, and value that at a high, high value, then we invest a little more. Then we can invest a little more. But if the market and the sector and everything around to tie to that company or investment doesn't show the growth of the promise, then we always look to take that investment into something else that has a higher amount of growth with the least amount of risk. So that's why we have to make sure physically, materialistically, you can do it this way. But the problem is, here's the problem. Once bitten, twice shy. So the second someone, like we said, they don't want to lose. Second someone loses money, then when it comes time to invest again, they become very, very shy. They become very, very so-called gun shy that they don't want to pull the trigger to invest in something that actually makes sense. But the one that they were learning from that didn't make sense, they're scarred. Right. Do you understand? Yeah. And so when we talk physically, materialistically, yeah, you want to diversify into different things with the most amount of growth. But when we talk about it personally, internally, most people listening to this, most people watching this, Angelo, most people you may know, they have diversified themselves, which means they no longer know who they are. They no longer know why they get upset. They don't even know what triggers them. They don't even know why they crave things. They don't even know where the bad habits come from. They don't know who they are. And so they diversified all that energy into maybe the iPad, maybe to the new iPhone, maybe to the new this, maybe to the new that. And all of the energy becomes distracted. And when it comes now time that you need this to build skills to go get a better job or build skills to build a company, build this to be a better leader, build this to be rewarded more, what happens when it's all gone to all the needless distractions? Very little that you can actually get returned for. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Yeah, I mean, it definitely clicks with me because I can visualize how people have don't know who they are because maybe in front of this group, they're a certain egg or they're a certain person. 
And then in front of this group, they're a different person and at work. They're a different person at home, a different person. And they don't actually have like a solid foundation. So I understand materialistically you want to put your eggs in different baskets, but I could see how internally you want to be like this. Like you want to be firm and straight and have that foundation. Cause you can this know is you what's, this is what's going to earn the compensation so that you can invest and diversify into growth sectors. Right. Mm -hmm. But people do it opposite. They diversify this, 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 everything diversify given away for very low cost for, for next to nothing. And then when it comes now time for them to use their skills, use their talents, use their efforts, they have very little. And so it's very difficult now for them to go out into the real world and be compensated because their value has been diminished. And once the value has been diminished and they take on certain lies, certain false beliefs, certain half truths, create only excuses, then you have a very lazy population. And when you have a very lazy population, those who were able to break out of that mold, those who are able to be the visionary and create, become that much more further away to those that can't get rid of those excuses. And those are the people that are compensated for a great amount. Yeah. So for somebody who let's say internally, they feel like they're in all these different places and that they don't know who they are. What would be maybe a, a piece of advice or a tip to help them, you know, get back to that unity, that connection within themselves. So I had a call with somebody and I'll share this with you, Angela, and everyone listening. They said that I was basically a walk-in human blueprint. They said, you have the health that I want. You have the knowledge and the experience that I want. You have the ability to exercise and stretch and to run and do everything that you set your mind to do that I want. And they said, I want that. So they called me like the walk-in human blueprint. So I'll share this with you, that if people want a good starting point, People want to get rid of the haze, the fuzziness, the uncertainty, the gray areas, if you will. The number one step is to start with that blueprint. And that's why we have calls. That's why we want to make sure you have a starting point. So then you have a target. Once you know what the target is, you have a starting point. Then you can put the action steps into place to get to your desired destination. But everybody who does not have the good blueprint at the beginning and does not have the target, they just go about their life, their day, no purpose, no, no, no fuel behind what they do. And then they, next thing you know, 25 years just went by and they don't know what happened to them. Right. Yeah. And, and I relate to that. Like, that's why we called this the human blueprint. And I relate to it because I felt like that before I met you. And it took time for me to ultimately let go of some of those other sides of me and to grow and develop the, you know, the person that I know I'm capable of being. And so that, that is the, that is the starting point is to get that, that blueprint for yourself. And here's the thing. If we could, if we knew how to do it for ourselves, we would have already done it. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Why wouldn't, <laughs> why wouldn't we want to be healthier, happier, wealthier, all those things? Exactly. And if we knew how to do it, we would have already done it and we would have had much better results. Let's get better results. How about that? Exactly. So 
I do have more written down here, but I think that we really covered three really solid ones and hopefully it brought you value. And the way that you can let us know is to leave a comment below, uh, leave a review or, or a rating, whatever platform that you listen on, because we genuinely do want to hear from you. And this is going to help make the show so much more interactive and engaging. So if you want to be a part of it, we welcome you too. And we want to hear what your thoughts are. And before we wrap up, I just want to say that if you have other, you know, I have more of these. So if you enjoyed this, you just have to let us know and we can do some more. But we also want to know like what common life sayings or things that you've heard growing up do you want to hear Herman's input on? And uh, we'll be happy to see if we can make that happen and, and give you some more value. So are there any last things that you wanted to say, Herman, before we wrap it up? Well, thank you. And you know what? Let's stop wasting time, Angelo, and let's really get our blueprints done so that we can get our targets. So let's get better results. Exactly. And to book your call, there'll be a link in the description that you can check out. And it's a very easy process. So we want to, you know, make your life better each and every day. So feel free to reach out and we'll be happy to get connected with you. Well, thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in.